everybody, how's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know who it is. This is Kevin from the Core Progression Podcast. Hey, everybody, we're in October right now, and we've got another friend back on the podcast. Yes, after one whole year, we're bringing it right back with Saving Voice because they got a new two-song EP coming out, one song already out called, um, I got to make sure I get it right so I don't fuck it up, Colleen Kindness, and another one called I Dysmorphia coming out on October 7th. But... We also get into a lot more fun stuff of that. But before we get started, I want to thank our sponsor of this podcast. So first off, Manscaped. So you know Manscaped. They've been our sponsor of the podcast since the summer. And we're into, you know, October. Spooky season. As you know. Now, I'm not talking fall. I hate apple picking. I, 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 I despise it. <laughs> Even though I love apples, I despise apple picking. Where am I going with this and how does this relate to Manscaped? So... Yeah, it's, you know, Halloween's come around the corner. It's spooky season, as they say on the internet these days, apparently, because I'm on the internet. I know this stuff. Look at me. Okay, boomer. Whatever. Weird. Yeah, I said that. But the last thing you want to do is look down there, not see a ghost, but be frightened by the biggest, burliest bush you've ever seen. Like, ah, I don't need that. And that is going to be where Manscaped's going to be able to help you out with the lawnmower. 4.0. So what's the lawnmower 4.0 offer? Well, it's the best trimmer for your boys down there to make sure that when you look down there, you or your partner are not scared off by anything that's down there, that you look good, you look clean, and not like, oh my god! <gasps> you don't want any of that. So how does this trimmer help you out? Well, it's got advanced skin-safe technology to prevent any of those like nick cuts. You don't want any of that. The blade is kind of actually like, I think it made of a ceramic material. And it really does prevent those nick cuts. Trust me, I've, I've used it down there. It works. It also has a waterproof um, ability. So, yeah, you say you drop it in water, boom, you're good. Using the sharp, boom, you're good. And also has a 4K LED light, so you can see exactly what you're doing down there. Make sure you go get yours now to make sure that this spooky season, you're scared by ghosts. You're scared by scary movies. You're not scared by your boys down there. Go to manscaped.com, get your very own, and get 20% off and free shipping using the code CPP at checkout. We are also sponsoring the When We Were Hungry Music Fest happening October 20th and 21st. That is coming right up. If tickets have not sold out yet, go and get your tickets now. WeAreHungryFestival.com, link description to the podcast. You get to see many of the great bands we've had in the podcast, like Modern Day Escape, like Outlier, like Varsity, like Palisades, like Along Came a Spider, like Saving Vice. Yeah, they're our guests today, so I have to call them out, but I will call them out again, even more so when they're in the podcast. Like the headliner on Friday, Secondhand Serenade. Like the Medic Droid. Like Tickle Me Pink. Like the original Skylar Drive lineup. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a blast. You're not going to want to miss out on it. And make sure you get your tickets if they're not sold out already. When we're HarkinFestival.com, I'll see you. Pancakes in the pit. Oh, yeah. Now, again, time for a feature presentation. Tyler is back on the podcast from Saving Vice. And we talk about a lot of different things here. We talk about the split EP, the two, or I say the two song EP. We talk about, of course, the the song that's already out now, Calling Kindness. We talk about how it's heavier style. We talk about that. We also talk about I Dysmorphia a little bit without giving away really much. So we're going to get you excited for that one as well. We also dive a little bit into the one we were hungry stuff. But Tyler and I love to just get on random topics. And when we start talking about concerts, mosh pits, and we throw Eddie Munson into the mix and getting more people into rock and metal. I'll talk about stuff like Bad Omens, Bring Me the Horizon. We talk about a lot of different things in here. You're going to love this one. You're going to love to get into Saving Vice this one if you're not already into Saving Vice. So let's go. Are you ready? Let me do it again. Let's go!
Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. Back in August of 2021, we had this man with his band on the podcast to talk all about some of his great music. And over the past year, there's been a lot of crazy shit that's happened, but this band has begun to rise and you're going to want to know all about it. Their brand new EP Dichotomy is coming out on October 7th. And you guys know we're big on the We Were Hungry Fest, right? I mean, we're su- we're supporting the whole entire festival. We're sponsoring the festival. They're playing day one of the festival, so make sure you go and see them because, well, we can throw down the pit. So please welcome Tyler from the band Saving Vice to the podcast. So Tyler, welcome back, my friend. How you doing? Doing all right, man. How's everything going over in your, you know, neck of the woods as I know the day we're recording this, the first single from the EP, Calling Kindness, just came out. So how's everything going on your end? Uh, it's been really cool. I, I think, um, you know, we didn't do a video for this one, so that always changes the strategy a little bit, but, uh, it's the first of two songs we tracked with, uh, Justin Dibleck. Uh, he was, he was in Ice Nine Kills up until after Silver Scream. Um, so he like produced the new Motionless album vocals and all that stuff. So we just recorded two songs with him. This was the first one. It was kind of like a chance to try something different out. We've obviously gone to Randy Pascarella, um, who is the drummer and singer If I Were You. His new project uh, just dropped a song. I can't remember if the song is called Bloodflower or his our band is called Bloodflower, but it's really good. And he's just he's like one of the best vocalists ever. But we've gone to him forever. And, uh, you know, we thought we'd try something different, you know. It's like we've always been so DIY that it's kind of disconnected us from networking more in the industry, I think, because we're not working with different producers and bigger people and all that stuff. So it was a cool opportunity to try something different. And like we had a lot of fun recording with him. He showed us a lot of really places, good places to eat, too. So that was fun. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, we did what we did and we wrote like we tried to write basically like um, I kind of call it in my head like. If our song Euthanasia was Charmander, Blackbriar was Charmeleon, the song is Charizard. It's like that style of song where it's like over the top heavy and then ends on like a one-off outro, like ballad epic thing. Like it's kind of like a formula we've been using. Like I always call it the Euthanasia formula because that was like the only time we had ever done that. And then we always end up having another song like that because and it's always one that's really dark and really serious or something. And I don't know. I just, it's weird. It's like a cool, I, I felt like I was writing one of our old songs when we wrote it and in like a good way, but with all the elements of like the spire and simulation from our binary, our other two song EP we did, um, it, uh, we had such a good reception to that super over the top heavy stuff that we were like, okay, well, why don't we start sprinkling like, more of that into the new stuff so this was kind of our first try at fusing that like metallic hardcore sound with our brand of metalcore and i'm really happy with how it came out and so far i haven't seen a single bad thing about it from anyone so that's cool everyone's mostly saying it's like their favorite song which is like your goal is to always i think every time we drop a song it's everyone's new favorite song which i feel (laughs) like is the best thing you could ask for as a band so i'm not complaining Oh, I wouldn't be complaining either, because especially, like, when I got the press release for the whole entire thing, like, okay, two-song EP, I was like, saw the EP coming out, knew you guys were doing when we were hungry, I'm like, okay, you know, this is the perfect time to bring these guys back on the podcast, bring you back on the podcast, and I was reading through it when I saw that JD was the one that you guys end up working with these two songs, I'm like, okay, this is definitely gonna be something that's, you know, gonna have a little bit of a different flair to it, but it's gonna be something I'm absolutely gonna love, because... 
I've had a like I'm like I'm a big fan of what JD did with the guys in Ice Nine Kills during his time with them. What he's been doing with Motionless and White, and then I've worked with I've seen like a couple other people that have had in the podcast that have done stuff with him, and it's just been like holy crap, just hearing like that guy's like mentality around everything. I mean, he's actually even been on the podcast before too. With, oh, uh, that's Joey. cool. Yeah, it was it was him and Joey Arena from Outlier just showed up one day, and they're like, "Yeah, we're yeah. doing this." I'm like, "Yeah, Fuck we yes, we actually I think we met him." Sorry, police. Um, so there's, a, I think we met him low key, like through knowing because we toured with Outlier on our first tour. So I think that was the first time JD's name came across my desk because I'm not, I don't like, I I'm like, I I listen to Motionless and White, but I don't listen to Ice Nine Kills, so okay. I like didn't know who he was at the time. Um. I just it was just never a band I jammed. Um, Silver Scream was actually the first time I kind of like I had songs by them on my playlist because there was some that was when they kicked it up. I thought that was also I feel like when they really made their career too. Oh, yeah, like after all that time and dedication, like and JD was telling us about that in the studio, but no, yeah, it was cool. I mean, yeah, it's a uh, I, 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 it was. I kept joking with my wife that I was like, oh, I can smell Chris Motionless's musk on the microphone because she like is a huge fan. And that was pretty, that was pretty funny, but it, no, it was just cool. It was cool to try something different. And uh, this is like this EP and I hate calling it an EP because it's two songs, but that's what Spotify makes you call it. So that's what it is. But uh, it's very, it's like I try to think I try to would try to advertise it as like a really, really good sample of what we're working on for the next album. And it's also a way for us to kind of try like and that's the whole title dichotomy. It's it's the two spectrums of our sound. We've always been this band that's been like poppy poppy death Corey at the same time. And that's exactly what this is like. And I not to say Idismorphia, which is the other song, is not heavy. Like it is heavy and has its own heavy parts on its own accord. But if this song is like the big brother of Blackbriar, Idismorphia is Phantom Pain's big brother. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, that's actually a really good way to describe it too. Because I when I when I gotten to listen to both of them, this might have been uh, I think it was right over the previous weekend, like beforehand when I got the press release and I got everything. I'm like, okay, I'll take a listen to them. And right when I started listening to Calling kindness. I'm not gonna lie. I started laughing because the next day I was gonna go do a show to see Alpha Wolf perform. And I'm just like, this feels like I'm go- like listening to this song. Like the the feel, the energy, the like the passion behind it, just the drive behind it. Like Calling kindness. This feels like like if Alpha Wolf even put this out, I've been like, oh yeah, this is definitely Alpha Wolf. I'm like, but you guys, put this, I'm like, holy shit, well, this is like well, going that, ham. That's, well, that's the point. Is like people don't expect it of us, and it makes it. Like, it's hard not to get, like, flexy about it because it's, like, like, we originally, I was going to do, like, the snorty pig squeal shit that, like, Will, Will, our buddy Will from um, Lorna Shore does and, like, to the Hellfire that, like, like, I, we, I almost did that just because I can. And I was just, like, that's just pretentious. I'm not going to do that. Like, but, you know, but it was my, it was, like, our chance to, I love it when we get a chance to write something like where I go into my notes from when I was really pissed off writing and I pick songs or lyrics out of that stuff. Like, you know, Robbie sent me the song and that was what, that was just kind of how it happened. And then the other song is like the most chase driven song vocally ever, but like with the rapping or the spoken word stuff. 
like he uh he does like all the verses on the other song which is new because now that he's kind of brought that to the table it's allowed him to do things different it's allowed us to structure our songs a little differently and uh it's it's interesting i i i would like literally describe it as just phantom pain if it was made to be on octane like <laughs> that actually described that actually described it almost perfectly with itis morphe as well because i'm just taking a look at my notes for it like i was looking at it because like in the verses that's really where chase kind of shines where it has a little bit more of this deep deep and have a little bit of this like clean programming tone to it driven that way and it just really kind of has this curated focus on the entire message of the song and it really puts it right out in the forefront just with that style of vocals. And if the song sounds rather vindictive and manipulative a little bit at the same time and going and kind of into the whole entire theme by dysmorphia, I'm like, my God, you're literally setting the tone perfectly for the idea of the song, for the whole message of the song, for the whole path of the song with those vocal, that vocal set, with that tone driving forward in the verses. So I was like, definitely makes sense i'm like okay this would definitely be a one where you know all of a sudden octane could pick it up and yeah next thing you know for like four or five straight weeks all of a sudden itis morphe is going to be all over octane you never know could very well happen i mean i i hope so i mean i (laughs) it's the octane's tricky but i know that joe would eat us up if he ever actually heard us and that like i i i get by knowing that like the only people in the industry who don't like us just aren't paying attention yet. That's how I honestly, that's a Krabby Patty mentality is what I go with. That's how I keep myself up. But like at the end of the day, like I, I believe in what we're making and what we're doing. And um, yeah, I mean, it sucks that I don't know when this will be out. Like it sucks. that I'm not exactly sure what day or when I just Morphe is dropping, but we'll be playing it on the tour, but you got to hear it early. Mm-hmm. Huh? So lucky you. So what would you say to everyone who hasn't heard it yet? What to expect without leaking anything? With Without leaking anything? I without could... giving away actual lyrics or anything, like what would you tell people for fans of? Like, oh. For... oh, God. Um, I'm trying to think of a good way to describe it. You're the first person I've spoken to who's heard it outside of our circle. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, one band that's kind of sticking out to me and this one that I've been really getting into ever since I had them on the podcast, especially with their new album coming out in probably it'll be out by the time this podcast comes out is until I wake. I, I kind of had a feeling you were going to say that a lot of people have been saying we should tour with them. And I, I know Ryan. Yeah, that, if, yeah. If you get a chance to tour with them, that'd be one hell of a tour because just kind of their style and just with the whole entire message behind the song and the whole entire idea behind the song, the whole entire drive behind it, seeing kind of what until I wake is done with their new album inside my head, kind of that whole entire emotional mental driven side of the song, like, and just the way that it flows, like the idea of it really fits in well with a tour for until like, plus, and all of a sudden, you know, you put calling kindness in there, you put phantom pain in there and everything still fits in the whole entire flow where fans go out to see until I wake all of a sudden it's like, Oh, saving vice on here. Let's go check them out and see what happens. And fans are going to be leaving like, well, we like until I wake and we like saving vice now. So we're into this shit. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. And it's like, if your life goes perfect as a musician, that happens every day. <laughs> yeah. Like or, or they go to your show and they leave just being like, like the kid on the bus yeah. and the Simpsons, just like, I like them now. Like, just like, yeah. I'm like, I am in danger yeah. of, or, of, fun, or, of fun. Yeah. Or another, <laughs> or another good way to kind of describe it too, is like, if you really like that split EP between alpha wolf and holding absence, then this is definitely like for these well, two songs, so like that's a believe, good way, another one to like pick up on. Believe it or not, I wasn't a holding absence fan until that split EP. And now I've been kind of, it, it, it was, that was really good. And I, 
I liked Alpha Wolf. Like I thought they were cool, but that was like, like I don't know. I but like I always aspire with our stuff. Like I'm aiming for simple, sempaternal. Like that's what I want the next album to be. You know what I mean? I want it mm-hmm. to. I don't care if I'm overreaching or if it's beyond us or we're not big enough. I'm trying to write that next album that people never forget every time. And I think that that split EP alpha wolf showed both of those bands showed a side of themselves where you're like, I could see these bands being the bands that are still headlining in 10 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I thought that was cool. And, um, and like, I like that you compared us to alpha Wolf because it's like, I want people to look at saving vice, not just as like an asking Alexandria or emotionless, but like, like we could tour with Chelsea grin. We have a, we mm-hmm. can make a set list for that tour. You know what I mean? It's like, and I want to, you know, I don't think you have to be in one hole. Like I think you can, I think the best bands and the bands with the most longevity in the scene are the bands that aren't afraid to experiment as long as in motionless and white, I think is the best example because no matter how off the radar they go, they always give you motionless and white on every album. Like you'll get at least five songs that are like, that is the motionless and white I've always known and loved. Maybe I like, like, I didn't like their direction when they got really industrial for a bit. I fell off a little bit. And then ever since like graveyard shift, it was just like flawless execution sense. Like, you know what I mean? And I get that they were trying different stuff back then, but like it, for me, it's like, I love every album, I think, except for the one after, but there's creatures infamous. The one after that is the only one I didn't like. Oh, uh, reincarnate reincarnate. Yeah. I loved the song. That was it though. I didn't like any of the other songs on that album. It was weird. At least the, I like, it, it, there was something about it. I don't know if it was a different producer. I've never really asked, but like, that's like probably one of my favorite bands since like 2006. I've been listening to them since before they were signed. And I, that was like the first time I was like, eh, uh, not into it. Like I hated the Danny Feltz song. I feel like I should have liked it, but I didn't like, it was weird. And then it went right back to like, these guys are gods like right after, but yeah, but that's what it is. You know, you're not going to make everyone happy, but I still like songs on the album. Like, I don't think it was a bad album. I just, didn't want to listen to it, you know, and that's fine. Like, I don't expect everyone who loves Black Ice Acoustic from our discography to want to hear the Spire and the Simulation too, you know. Oh, so. absolutely. I mean, you look at any band in the world, and like, I use Bring Me the Horizon as the example because of how much experimentation they've done over the course of their career. They, dude, they kicked down the door so Saving Vice could walk through it, and we are walking <laughs> through it swinging a fucking cane, my man. It's like, yeah, but like taking a look at what they've done too. It's like, you know, the, the, the music they put out, it's like, they haven't, they're not pleasing everybody on every single album. Like I look at myself, I like, after I start getting, I absolutely enjoy separate turtle. Like that is my favorite album from theirs by far. Oh, then get to like, you know, everything with that's the spirit. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm dealing with this. I'm I, a- I didn't, I didn't like that's the spirit very much. I, I didn't like Amo at all. It was not for me. And then that- all of a sudden they come out the posthumous rival horror EP. I'm just like. Yep, I'm back into this shit. Yeah, again. and and it was cool because Am so Amo I liked songs off of it a lot. There was a couple songs I liked, but overall, my genuine opinion is that Oliver Sykes just could not fucking sing the shit he was trying to write, and now he can. Now he's better than he ever was 
like live. He's his screams are better now than they were when all of their heavy shit came out. He that dude could never make it through a set without blowing his voice out or like not hitting the lines. And he learned to sing, which is I always tell my people because I do vocal lessons and stuff, mm-hmm. and I always teach like my most of the shit I teach the kids who are learning to scream is like singing stuff because it carries over. So it's like he learned to sing. And then it literally taught him how to scream properly because he had just been fucking his life up for all that time. And then his voice was so hoarse. I remember for a while, you know, and then uh, it's like, it's just cool. To, I like watching the development, you know, and I don't, I don't get pissed. I'm like, wow, fuck this band. I'll never listen to them again. It's like they have one out, like they tried something and then they opened up a door for the entire metal scene and mm-hmm. then went back to being heavy a little bit. And now I, I just feel like they are a beacon of light. They're like the lighthouse for metal to like be a sustainable genre. Like back when of mice and men used to play to like massive crowds, like falling yeah. in reverse and spirit box are some of the only bands doing that in our scene, you know? And I think more bands will have the opportunity. I, I honestly think that we could not have been the exact band that we are in a better time in the industry. Oh, I in my agree. opinion, yeah. I, I totally agree with you on that, too, just because taking a look at what Bring Me the Rising done is like they just headlined Reading and it went fucking incredible. And the, like you said, too, take a look at some of the bands that are like kind of like actually packing house, you know, falling in reverse, spear box. I mean, consistently. Board like, and and I, when I say packing house, I'm, I mean, I'm talking like radio packing yeah. house. They're like like football fields of people shit that falling in reverse is doing. Yeah, because like, like I I went to go see uh it was the Papa Roach Falling in Reverse tour. I went to go see it and up in Green Bay, Wisconsin, they put it in a minor league baseball stadium just so they could fit everybody in there. Yep. Yeah, and my I'm buddy, like, uh my sense. buddy Tyler is playing bass for them again. Oh, really? Yeah, Tyler Burgess is a good well, it's weird because Tyler is a good friend of mine from when I lived in Vegas. And then when he was out of the band for a bit, uh, my other good friend Wes from The Worst of Us took his spot. And then Tyler's the bassist again. But yeah, so I've known all, I've just, I, for some reason, I know all the bassists of Falling in Reverse. Like, it's weird. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, but I'm like, I've just been watching his, like, Facebook photos, and it's like oceans of people. Yeah, and, and like Spirit Box having the same thing. But we're starting to see, like, some other bands that are starting to, like, actually pick up that longevity, too. We're starting to see some of them gain towards that perspective. Because literally, it's like three days after I went to go see that Falling Reverse uh, Papa Road show. I, I went to go see an arena show with, of course, I didn't remember was headlining, but it was Beartooth and Bad Omens. But it was not like that the people weren't like, oh, everyone was there for a day to remember. Everyone wanted to see it. But it was the energy that was around both Bad Omens and Beartooth. I'm like, both of these bands can do it because Bad Omens kind of has that vibe of like, they're, they kind of have that potential to be experimental as much as Bring Me the Horizon is. And, and I agree. Be, and, have like, and have a different aura around it as well. I mean, they're going to go on their own headlining run later in the year with, day seeker in support of them it's just like that still makes sense too like this is oh absolutely yeah absolutely working see bad bad omens is a band that we could tour with and day seeker can tour with but we could also tour with day seeker you know it's yeah. and um bad omens so i'm a person who's never afraid to admit they changed their opinion on something i think mm-hmm. if everyone could just change their opinions based on new information we'd have a lot less issues <laughs> everywhere yep. but but i never was into bad omens i thought they were a rehashed poor man's bring me the horizon from the old days and then they found their own sound and noah objectively is 10 times the vocalist that ollie is or ever will be and now that they found their thing 
it's like they went from getting memed over the logo bullshit with census fail to being like one of the next spirit box level bands and like yeah they're killed like i don't like every song on the new album um but i love the vocals i love artificial suicide i love death of peace of mind like i dethrone is legendary like into despair level awesome you know it's like i'm hyped to see i always like to see a band do well because at the end of the day that's the world i live in and that's the world Mm -hmm. i want to live in so like it doesn't really matter if i'm like overly hyped on the band or the people or the music or whatever it's like always sad when i see a band do poorly or bad shit happen and always makes me happy to see that you can go from a low to a high like that and you know it's very motivating so i'm like happy and that's like a band that i would very much think we would fit well with playing like i think i very much think bad omens fans sorry bad omens bad (laughs) old mans bad omens fans would love saving vice for the most part so i would you know it's like i don't like i prevail but i think i prevail fans would like us you know what i mean it's like it doesn't really matter but yeah like bad omens is just one of those bands that just kind of fucking came out swinging out of nowhere with that new stuff you know it was just like I was very impressed, you know? Yeah, and, per- and personally for myself, there's some of their older stuff I like more than the stuff they came out with on Death of Peace of Mind, but I can't deny that Death of Peace of Mind has done absolute wonders for them. They found their sound completely, and now I know they're going to run forward with it, and they're going to do great things with it, and I want to keep seeing them do it. Personally, though, I still want to see, you know, because I've seen every time I've seen them, I've saw them, the only, for a time, the only one time I've seen them, out of the one time I've seen them, they play Glass Houses. And I love that song. And I got a concussion in the pit during that song. And I want my revenge. And they have not played it since I've seen them in Chicago. I'm like, I need this. I got to see it one more time. Otherwise, I'm good with like the throne and just going nuts there. Like, oh, okay. I'm, I was just trying to remember Gla- yeah, Glass Houses. I remember. Yeah. yeah. But, but like speaking about you guys as well, and there's a bunch of other bands that I've had in the podcast well that I know very well where there's so many different things that you guys are doing and just seeing like the, the bands that you guys can end up like that are really, you know, doing very well in the scene right now and going out on tour, like to support them. There's so many different bands you guys can go and support that you guys just fit with based off of the, the vast array of your sound. Like with you guys, if you guys went out and like, were in support of like alpha wolf, I'd be like, yeah, this makes sense. You guys go out and support a day seeker. Yeah, this makes sense. You guys go out and support bad omens. I'm like, okay, this makes the most amount of sense. And there you, there you have like, I mean, it's, I'd say it's a combination of like, I don't want to say it's my algorithm, me and Robbie, but like, that's been like my chemical combination since day one was to like, don't wait till everyone thinks you're a heavy band to go soft and piss people off. Just always be a band that can do anything. Mm-hmm. That was like Saving Vice's goal. And I feel like we've only expanded on that. And now that Chase is doing new stuff and like we have like a, we've tapped into a whole other thing, you know, we tested it with Phantom Pain and it passed with Flying Colors. So that's a whole element of our sound now that we now know we can execute well. And um and it's hard it's tricky because rap can be very cringy like with metal stuff mm-hmm. when people because it's like it comes from a culture that most guys in metal bands have never lived at all and and it comes with like a certain level of finding a balance between not like faking accents and then still delivering it where it has intent and emotion and sounds cool and believable like chase is the least gangster person on the face of the fucking planet you know what i mean so it's like how does chase rap and not sound fake 
you know? And so it's like that spoken word, silent planet, kind of Eminem, like, like with the screams and the beats and a fuck and I'm pissed when I hit and I fuck and I fuck at the, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like having that, that cadence allowed it to really come out. And then with that, like he, you know, we did like the spoken word shit on echoes from the gutter, like that we've kind of fused that with it. It's, it's been just fun. And like um, a lot of songs have been us dipping a foot in the pool and then like the pool pulled us all the way in, you know, and which is great. Like we, I genuinely don't think we've ever had a song that bombed or people didn't like, I, I, at least people who would like us. So I, I don't know. I'm very confident and I'm hyped about where things are going with that. And it's uh, for us, it's just, we just need to be on the road more and we want to be on the road more, which I wish I could talk more about because there's all sorts of weird news with that, but <laughs> no. Oh, I, I know. I know there is. I know you guys are going on a small run at some point in October as well. Like sometimes. And, well, that's the thing. It's not small. Oh, it's. I thought it was kind of. No, I, well, that's yeah. It's like, and that's weird stuff that I details, and it's a mess. But let's just put it this way: the dude from Irate Fest, that joke, that that dude, is the reason we don't have like a five week tour announced right now. But but we're working on it. So okay, all, okay, yeah, so. like <laughs> we're we're figuring it out. It's still it's still it's just stuff got had to get completely redone, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be announced like a week ago. Let's just okay. put it that way. Okay, we'll so, put it we'll, we'll put it that way. How about like we yeah. won't go into that because we don't need to go into that. We don't want to like yeah. just break. Yeah, like, not not here to drama, but just know that like if you're bummed about not seeing us, we might still be coming to you, and you just don't know it yet. I might not even know it yet. So, so I mean, I'm I'm gonna be holding out hope too because I've I've there's a lot of bands that had stuff that I was gonna go see them, and all of a sudden it was like a, a perfect example. I was supposed to go see uh avoid because i love seeing avoid i was gonna go see them sound plan on the north lane tour north lane tour gets canceled i'm like oh darn like i'm not gonna be able to see them look that sucked a lot all of a sudden i find out it's like yeah well both of them end up getting on a tour with the plot and you and then they're like okay hopefully they're coming around in my city see they're coming to milwaukee and like i just started laughing i'm like okay this is gonna be a fucking party when they come here this is gonna be great so i'm hoping now i'm thinking like damn i want to see saving vice live now i'm like I'm going to be seeing like in a couple of weeks, probably just like, I'm going to start laughing at sick. Like I miss you guys. at when we were hungry, now I'm going to see you like in this random show with some insane band. I'll be like, this is fucking awesome. What, what, what state are you in again? Wisconsin. I'm in Milwaukee. There, there might be, uh, I can't, I feel like I'm in the MCU when you're like not supposed to talk about the movies. But anyways, just stand by. I can't just, say anything. I, I'm, I'll fuck up and say something I'm not supposed to yeah, get, well, or something that's not true that I don't know. So never mind. How about, how about, instead, how about instead of potentially speculating, you know, let's make sure you're still good in the MCU. How about we go to something that we know for sure is happening, which is the fact that you guys are playing when we were hungry festival happening out in Vegas on October 20th and 21st. You guys are playing day one. And first thing I got to ask about that is I love hearing these stories. So how'd you guys get on the lineup for this thing? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't people dude people dm me all the time and it feels bad because it's like so hard because you don't want to be rude to your friends or people you know and but people hit me up all the time like oh man i really want to do this show like you guys want to play it and i'm like i'd love to play it that doesn't mean fucking fuck all though you know what i mean like you got to email the agent and like if everybody want if they think it's good and then they present it to us and everybody in the band wants to play it we'll play it but no matter what, the the eventuality is the same. You're gonna have to email them because I can't do anything. Like I, it doesn't really like. I'm like, it's like, yeah, I want to play that. 
I hope that helped you. I doesn't matter what I want. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's, it's like that where I don't even remember how we got on the festival. I, it was just years of networking and festival shit and our manager. And uh, we know Mal who's like working and running it. And, uh, and I used to live in Vegas. So I knew a lot. I know a lot. I was, I'm really excited to see a lot of my friends that I haven't seen in a while from there. So it's going to be a really good time. I'm excited to just be going out that far west. Um, I just found out that I think we're going to be hitting Cali too for the first time, which is like huge. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just sitting back. I've just learned to not talk. Like when it's on paper, I'll be like, but until then, I'm so used to be telling someone, oh, yeah, this is happening. And then getting a phone call later being like, that's not happening. And I'm like, well, I just told people it was happening. So that sucks. And I try to avoid that at all costs. Understandable. I've, I mean, that's just kind of the way the world with, with works today where you just end up getting, you know, OK, this has happened all of a sudden. Yep. Now it's not happening. It happens all the time with I've had plans that have constantly just gotten canceled, like left and right because of. The most random things, even though it seemed like it was. Dude, it's been rough for musicians, dude. Like Absolutely. the amount, of, the amount of bands I have seen break down, get shit stolen, have tours canceled, shit with visas, or it's a band who just isn't selling pre-sale, so they tell everybody they have a visa issue, so they can back out and then come back when they actually draw people. But whatever, it's like it's always one of it's just always something lately like the whole world's burning and it just sucks. And it's like, we're out here doing this, like such a, I mean, it's not a thankless job, but it's a financially and emotionally thankless job sometimes. And it's uh, cause it's like all you want to do, but when everything gets hard, just fucking sitting at your house with your steady day job, get like musicians are feeling it 20 times worse. It's like, cause it's already rough. So I just, I hate seeing that happen. I hate knowing that getting your van or trailer stolen is a thing that happens to anyone. Like I would bring back chopping hands off like two seconds if I could <laughs> dude. Like, unless it's baby formula or you need it to survive. Fuck you. Like that's, I have that's for everyone out there. Like, like don't be a thief. You're a scumbag. It sucks. Well, I mean, any, like, especially in the past, like year, year and a half where of course musicians were on the shelf for a year, year and a half because of COVID. And then they're finally getting back out on the road. And, and you're going to steal from them. Yeah. There were, there was yeah. Like a couple bands I've had in the podcast where like they did their first tour since COVID, like the third or fourth day, all of a sudden all their shit got stolen or, um, back, back in like September last year, uh, nonpoint had their trailer completely detached from their, uh, tour bus dude. and it ended up rolling into a, like a, dude, a ditch thankfully no one got hurt on that dude, but. i saw i i saw was it saliva got their entire bus and trailer stolen i i don't remember who what that who that happened to because i've had but, I've it had was, but i remember being like in the chat with the band like how the fuck does someone steal the entire bus and no one's in it like you're a band that's touring in a bus so you gotta think there's the driver tour manager merch person whatever right the crew who the fuck left the bus by itself with no one nothing and the and then who the fuck got away with the entire bus and no one noticed it or yeah. saw it from a helicopter i just like shit like that blows my mind and we have all sorts of crazy security shit that i'm not gonna talk about in case any fuckheads are listening <laughs> but uh like like we will find you if you take our shit saving advice 
Yeah, like, so everyone, yeah, like, <laughs> be, everyone beware, especially, you know, when they go out to the, when we were hungry festival, next thing you know, all of a sudden, if you had any ideas, trust me, you're not going to want to have any ideas. No, dude, I'm the most passive person ever, but like thieves, I'm like a bull who sees red, dude. <laughs> like you take what's not your, you take my stuff that I work for and earned or I need that you don't even like, cause you're just like too much of a piece of shit like i just oh man it gets me so mad and i worked in retail for a long time you know before i was doing this full time and it's just like the the things people will do to not have to buy or pay for things like things they don't need that they just think they deserve to have it's like i can't like the fact that you're stealing someone's entire livelihood so you can what pawn it like I, it's like with the band stuff like how do you not if you're down on your luck and you're not a piece of shit, you're not going to do that to someone else who's in a situation like that where they're living out of their car vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. So if anyone who's going to steal something like that, steal from someone who already is having a hard time, is like not a person that just like needs to be in the country or society at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I, it's just the worst, dude. It's like things are already so bad and then you like, you like step on other people to get what you want. It's it's in the industries like that sometimes, you know, and like we write, that's, we write about stuff like that, you know, like calling kindness is like, it's me with my little ghost. My wife gave me this like ghost thing because I'm always like, <laughs> I have like my little, my little stress ball guy. So I can like little squeeze this. Yeah. <laughs> my stress ghost. Yeah. Cause I'll like, I'll just like be like watching something on the internet and I'm just like these fucking idiots, dude. Like, and I'm just like, ah, like, why are people like this? Like, and I just want to like freak out, but I'm not a reactive person. Like I don't, I'm not a Kyle. Like I don't punch holes in walls. (laughs) I gotta like, I gotta like work through it and then write it as a poem that hopefully will end up in an angry song later. And that's like, that's what calling was. Calling was just like a bunch of notes of when I was, you know, you type the Facebook status, but you delete it because it's going to start shit. Mm-hmm. Calling kindness is like half of that is a Facebook status I deleted. You know what I mean? It's like, you know. Yeah, because like even jumping into calling kindness too, just a little bit more so. Because I was reading like kind of the press release about it, kind of about resisting the urge to attack bullies or your aggression due to being afraid to fight back and always trying to be the bigger person. And how that lack of confidence stuff ends up making you the victim your entire life. And eventually you have to draw the line and fight back. Where it's just all, like, in, in life, think about it, like, you know, I think about this too. When I was in middle school, like, there was a kid that just kept picking on me over and over and over again. And I was trying to take the high road on it, but it just never, ever actually worked because you, you just say nothing. All of a sudden, they just kind of keep going at it. And they just keep yeah, going at yeah, it. And it, it, it was it, I do at face value believe that, like, 90% of situations, you can just be the bigger person and walk away. Like... I'm not, I'm never going to, I'm never going to throw the first punch at someone, you know, but I definitely like, cause I was more afraid of like my dad punishing me if I got in a fight at school than I was of actually getting in the fight. Like I didn't give a fuck. Like I, I let dudes pick on me who are two feet shorter than me. You know, I actually made a line about that in white rabbit never stood up to the demons half my size. That's what that was about. It's like, I, look back a lot and reflect on my childhood when I was like, I felt small and I bullied and I got chased into bathrooms and was crying and all that stuff. And it was like, I could have beaten the living piss out of half my bullies, but I felt this big. And then once you realize that you're not small anymore, you realize that you're a lot stronger than you think. And that's kind of what the song's about. It's not about like 
hunting someone down and killing them or revenge or anything like that. It's just, it was like a statement that like there, you know, there won't be a next time not to quote the Mm -hmm. lyrics, but like the next time that situation happens, I know I have full rights, primal animal rights to like crush your trachea. Like that's all I'm saying. Like, it's like, you know, it's like, I'm not like, uh, you know, and I think finding those nuances in our writing is something we try really hard to do. Cause it's so easy to write like an ass beater song. that's about fucking someone up or you're going to feel my wrath or whatever the fuck you've heard a thousand times. And it's like, okay, well, how do I write something that's more vulnerable? Like what's something I don't like about myself that made me the way I am and blah, 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 blah. And why am I different? Like I write about that. And it's like, okay, well, like this is something that I literally like what my best friends make fun of me all the time because I was too scared to stand up for myself. And I like, I could have beaten the shit out of all of them too. Like I never, I don't think I ever get teased by someone who actually could fight me, but like uh, mentally I made myself the victim. And I feel like that's something that people don't talk about a lot. So that's why I wanted to put that in a song because I thought it would be something really relatable to a lot of people who maybe grew up like I did, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, again, a lot of people, when they were growing up, they felt at that point where, you know, maybe someone was picking on them or, you know, bullying them where they were small them or, you know, someone that it was more, you were kind of the victim and you kind of kept, it was mental. You kind of kept it in your own head when, if you really wanted to stand up and have that animalistic instinct and just kind of actually have that fight back response, you easily could have, but mentally you were so, you know, held back and you were so in like, kind of like victimizing cage in your own mind because of, you maybe you were like you said afraid of what your parents were gonna, what your dad was gonna do if you end up like saying up for yourself. Yeah. Or just and most like, kids don't care about that. I feel like like at least not the tough kids I hung out with. But like my problem is is like I wasn't like I've never been an angry person. Like like I I do have a lot of anger and rage and demons like everyone else, but I'm not an outwardly. Like I usually piss people off because I will never meet them where they want me to. You know what I mean? Like people like, like I'm, I'm like, like people are like irrationally lashing out like a fucking wild animal. And I'm trying to like find a solution. So where we can just like bro it out and not have the issue anymore. So, but people get so, cause so many people are so committed to being angry and violent that they don't give a shit about a solution. They just want the conflict and people like that. Like I have no tolerance for, or no patience for, you know? And it's, you know, it's, if you like, I'm giving you like, like, well, here's the problem. Here's the solution. And you're still like, man, it's just like, go fucking cry. me a fucking river in your bedroom. Like get out of public. Don't be in public. If you're like that, like it's pathetic. Like people who can't control their anger and like freak out. And like, it's just like, it's just, I mean, I get that there's deep-seated shit, but it's just, like, it's so embarrassing. Especially if it's, like, someone you know. Like, like if you're listening to this, do not be that guy. Like, it's, like, everyone disliked that. That's, like, what's going yeah. on every time you do that shit. Stop doing that. No one, nobody liked that. I've, I've seen a couple <laughs> of those guys, like, jump into mosh pits before, and all of a sudden it's, like, they end up getting hit or getting knocked around. All of a sudden it's, and it was completely just, you know, like, a normal thing that would happen. All of a sudden it's just, like, that anger just, like, boils up in them. It's, like, well, all right, no, well, it's conflict the thing. time. That's a good point because I was actually talking about this the other day with someone. It's because you have a lot of new people coming into the, like, I'm not trying to troll people, but, like, for example, let's just say Eddie Munson has a lot of chads going to metal shows. I saw it literally at the show we played two days ago. It was like these white bread college kids with trust funds who I never have seen in a million years 
at a show like this and they're rocking out recording it on their phones and stuff like it was like a it was like they're at an amusement park that they're like tourists being metal kit i like heavy shit now i want to date a goth girl it's like that group those dudes are all fucking angry bottled up dudes so they go they do not understand pit etiquette they don't understand the culture they get clocked in the head and then their four friends jump the dude outside when it's just like you help them up and you walk it off don't be and like these are the dudes who walk around acting all tough yeah and you're like oh sorry you got fucking clipped in the pit like rub some dirt on it dude it's like like yeah, but, like, you know, uh, I don't. It's like, but it's the problem is, is when you bring like metal culture isn't about like get you got like hardcore shit with like crowd killing, but like it's not about like I think feel like it's the misconception from the dawn of metal is that it's all angry and evil and violent, and it's like the like you know like only someone who's a part of that culture would get smashed in the face with like an elbow. And like shake and hug it out right after because they get they it's like you pit at your own risk kind of thing like it's an outlet but then you have these fucking like tourists who come in and then like they're drunk and then like fucking they get like bumped or get their drink spill and all of a sudden they're like brawling like a 12 year old at recess and it's just like that whole thing you know and it'll get squashed out because you know they're gonna do it at like a knock loose show and they're gonna get curb stomped <laughs> you know what i mean it's yeah. like it'll and they'll figure it in like they'll learn pretty quick but i'm just you know i'm so happy to see metal doing well that like i'm willing to take a couple dipshits showing up at shows but like it's definitely those insecure like i need to prove myself I, I like I'll get alpha male tattooed on my lip like a fucking douchebag kind of guys you know it's like who act like that I don't know like I'll say but you bring up a great point though when it comes to just what Stranger Things the whole Eddie Munson character especially from season four kind of bringing a lot more people into metal because I've had friends that all of a sudden which like, I think is a good thing by the way oh, not oh, yes. although there's always fallout whenever something underground becomes mainstream there's always a like you know you get I'm trying to think like, like you get MGK you know, mm-hmm. there's there's always like a a zit on the butt. <laughs> yeah, of the, it's it's, yeah. it's, ne- it's never going to be perfect, and no- nothing ever is perfect. So it does make sense. Like I have friends now, like they're really getting into Metallica and they're loving everything around Master Puppets and starting to get into some older Metallica stuff. I'm like, and Metallica yeah, already, loves it. Yeah, I'm like, let's keep this rolling because what's going to happen is, especially for my friends, it's like now they're start. I've had a couple of friends come be like, yeah, we like stuff. We want to get into some more of this. We know you listen to a lot of this stuff. So what do you recommend? And I've told a couple of people about this stuff and I'm telling them, you know, guys, come with me to go see like I Prevail and the Pierce the Veil Fit for a King show when it comes to come with me to go see the Trinity of Terror show because also we came as Romans opening and trust me, you're going to like this shit a lot. And it just now I'm starting to try and get more people to come with and it's all it's always cool. And it's just like all of a sudden they're like, well, can we hang out with you? I'm like, you want to hang out in the pit? You just got to. Gotta know the etiquette. If you're gonna be in there, you're gonna get hit. You might get hit, and you, it might hurt a little bit. You might fall down, but if someone falls down, the golden rule is: even if you if someone fall down, you pick their ass right back up. Yeah. I've taken hits in the past. I've gotten interested. There was one I was uh, I was during uh, straight from the path. End up like first Ooh. song. Someone hit me from the back. Yeah. And I end up landing on my head. And I'm pretty sure like I was like you know head kind of ringing. I'm like oh god. This yeah, is you're kinda- not you're not ever gonna see me in a straight from the path pit. Absolutely. Not. Yeah. I used to go like. I don't look it like, but I used to go really hard back in the day. Like, you know, I would go to like, see like the number 12 look like you and like, you know, like a lot of few yeah. and fucking as they lay dying and shit like that. And like, that was my angsty years where I went in there and was like, 
I think I, I, I like round cows. I like spin kicked a kid in the face and hurt him so bad one time. And I remember it's one of the things I still like. I, I remember just being so scared because I was like younger that I like kind of disappeared into the crowd of the bathroom and just left because I was so scared. And I just had I never really hardcore danced after that. Cause I, I'm like, I'm like six, three and just literally full on <laughs> yeah. with my foot. And it just happened to, ca- and I was just like, and I get it. Like, I, you know, it happens people, but it's like, I don't want to be like, I'm not trying to fucking knock someone's teeth out, bro. And like, give them a dental bill. Like I'll, I'll just drink my drink and watch from the back and the, you know, and I'm not, I'm like, I don't want to get punched and I don't want to get my teeth knocked out either. Mm-hmm. I got shit to do. So it's like, but yeah, no, I mean, it's uh the, it's it can be pretty brutal. I don't go. I don't understand the crowd killing thing. I, I get it's either. part of that culture. I just would just say keep it keep where it. people keep keep it where p- other people like it. Yeah, because like, like kind of like tiki torches. Like it's like, <laughs> it's like I don't you know. Yeah, because I got a good example of that too. Is when I went to see Alpha because they were with Body Snatcher. So Body Snatcher goes on before Alpha Wolf. That is a just, show where I would yeah. completely understand crowd and, killing. And, 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 and during Body Snatchers, it was just all crowd killers. All of us that are normally just in the pit, like push and shove, and everyone having a great time. So we see the crowd killing something. We all just kind of stood on the side. We're like, you know, we're not getting into this, but we're also not going to stop because of how many people were doing it. It's yep. like, you know what? This is their set. All of a sudden, Alpha Wolf goes on. It's like, no, no, no. Now this is our set. And then, like, half of those people that are crowd killing, they joined in. They didn't crowd kill with us. They were just, everyone's throwing, like, pushing, throwing shoulders into people. We were having a fun That's blast. cool. That's that's interesting. Like, like a crowd changing the behavior for the style, like, the band's culture, or, like, band's vibe. That's interesting. I never actually looked at it. I actually, you reminded me of a show we played back in, like, 2018, I think, back when Colder Than Dark. We were first playing off that EP and we, we once in a while, like we played with currents in like 2018 and it was like to this day, one of the best pits we've ever had. It was insane. That was like the first time I saw crowd killing at a saving by show, which I think we'll, we're bring, we're going to bring back with calling kindness. At least we wrote that song. So people who want to, who want to get really crazy can get crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but uh, I remember the drummer of the headliner band, got thrown headfirst into the stage during our pit and had to go to the hospital. <laughs> so like, like we killed the headliner with our pit. Like it's not, <laughs> like, I felt really bad. Like he, but I'm, I'm, I'm just hyped that he was like, throw, I would not be throwing down before I'm headlining a show ever. Cause that was like, that's how that shit happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I bit, I bit my tongue off. I can't sing, you know what I mean? Like whatever. But yeah, like I, I remember I was on stage and I just saw this like, it's like one of those like smaller venues and this body just kind of like, like kind of just right at my feet and like a whiskey glass spilling all over. And like, I was trying not to like step in the glass because the guy had a drink, I guess. And I just remember just being, it was the drummer of the, of the headliner. It was just like, rough. like, like with the mic, is like singing and screaming. It's like, oh, oh shit. No, no. I, well, yeah. And like, I mean, luckily like, he was like cool and like we had kind of like wrapped the, up the song and like he they were good and like he he walked out luckily but he like got hit pretty bad but i was just like yeah man that's why i will never pit but that band i'm not gonna make fun of them or say who they are but like they're homies of ours we played with them twice since like yeah i'm pretty sure they have a different lineup except anyways but they're a cool band but that was like four years ago but i'll never forget just being like whoa and i was kind of in that like 
this is like normal or should I stop the show? Cause it's, everyone seemed to be having a good time, but it looked really painful. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. like, I, I wasn't used to that. Cause typically we would get like the asking Alexandria crowd, but we started out playing with deathcore bands. Cause we were the only band with singing like in the area when mm-hmm. we first started and like the new England scene. So we were always the black sheep, but it usually went really well. But occasionally we would just end up playing some lineup. We had no place being, and luckily for us, our breakdowns go pretty hard. And like, we'd be getting like crowds that we're just like, not used to like, dude, the amount of like drinks and beer and whiskey that end up like under my feet on stage, whenever we play like a smaller bar, like deathcore metal show, like back, especially back when we first started up, it was just like, I don't know. I miss it sometimes. It makes me think of that band Wargasm, that new band from the UK. That's like the guy. I love them so much because they just remind me of like puking and drugs and beer in a sticker punk bathroom. Like, <laughs> ah, like just spit and sweat metal. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just there's something about it. It's like, why do I keep going to venues every day and living in my own sweat on the van? It's like, I'm like such a clean person, but like for music and for touring, it's mm-hmm. like after the third day, I don't miss showers. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, or it's weird, but I don't know. I just say, yeah, I kind of went on a tangent there. I just realized, but my brain is like, unfortunately, this is why interviews are rough for me. If we go longer than an hour, because my brain's like fucking hopscotch jumping from subject to subject. But Oh, no worries. I mean, you, we, we've done this once before and you know kind of how it works. It's like, if we get on a tangent at some, I'm just like, okay, we're just going to ride the wave and see what happens because like we <laughs> the whole entire thing with like, you know, the idea of, you know, Eddie Munson bringing more, you know, the mainstream style into metal and kind of, you know, bringing this scene that's kind of has more of this, you know, it's not really in the mainstream or about bringing it more to light. And, you know, especially for us in the pit, we might end up seeing some of these people that, you know, the, Kind of like you said, like you know, your trust fund Chad kind of guy. You know, and I and I want to clear that up because I don't want anyone to listen to this because I know we're almost we're wrapping up. I don't want anyone to think that was like a gatekeepy thing. Like I totally think everybody should open their mind to any style of music and get into it. Like mm-hmm. I have a direct interest in it, more people getting into my genre of music. I do think that there's people that just try to copy shit and take advantage of it for the sake of its trendiness. And that's how you got a lot of the really, really cringy, weird emo rap stuff. You know, like when you stop being able to look at someone's shoes and shirt and be like, Oh, you'd go to work tour with me. And it became like, Oh, you like little peep. Like, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like, you used to look at someone and you knew, Oh, you're like, and then like that line blurred where it became like, like the goth alt thing is no longer just like heavy punk hardcore anymore Mm -hmm. and i think that some of that sucked because a lot of the artists took so much they took the music the clothing the look they're calling themselves rock stars they're starting mosh pits while they play their laptop you know what i mean it's like and then not one of them save a few turned around and ever gave credit to like all of the bands that paved the way for metal and alternative stuff, blah, blah. So I love the Eddie Munson thing so much because Pantera was like, or sorry, Pantera. Fuck. <laughs> sorry. Not White Power. Metallica. <laughs> Metallica was like so into it. And like, they were so open-minded to like, like when they made that status about like, they're, they welcome anybody to their shit and they weren't like, it's always the fans who are gatekeepy. It's never the musicians. And it's oh. like, why wouldn't you want someone 
like so you're saying if you had a gun to your head and you could be like okay everyone could be like fuck metal i can't hear what they're saying or everyone could be like yeah that band's fucking rad that's awesome what would you want yeah wouldn't you want your own kind of music and the music that you like to be yeah. more accessible it's, to well, other people, people it's people like having something that they think is theirs and their own and i'm like sick go look up all the underground unsigned bands that everyone sleeps on because they don't have enough money to be in 20 grand in debt so they can have a label pump ads for them that are probably better than your favorite band. There's something that's yours. You listen to them before anyone else did. You'll get to be the one, You'll be seeing, the one saving, be seeing Saving Vice headline in 10 years and be like, I remember I went to every show when they played the bar down the road. Like, that is how you have something that is yours. You don't need to gatekeep the genre. You know yeah. what I mean? And even for right. that, even in a couple of things, one, from that example, it's like, if you're the one, if you're someone that's like, okay, I'm seeing Save Vice play at a bar and then 10 years later you're seeing a headline, it's like, okay, you know, I've been there for this song, this is mine. Instead of, don't use it as a gatekeeping thing. Use it as a, hey, I got to, as I got in this band when they were really young. I get to see everything that they have been through. I got to see this rise. If you're just getting into it, you know, let me kind of show you kind of the stuff they kind of went through, but also welcome, you know, let's, let's bring more fans in this band so they can get bigger so that they can play some more of these crazy shows so that they can do even better because of how much your music means to us. Also kind of going back to that pit thing with Eddie Munson. Yeah. You're going to end up seeing some of those people there for the time being that don't, that are there because they got inspired from the whole Eddie Munson stuff at some of those shows. And this kind of goes for, if you see people like that where it's like you know they might be there they don't really know the pit etiquette stuff if you're in the pit for on, on our side just be aware of that and notice that because you the last thing you want to do is end up starting a fight from a bunch uh, starting a fight in that and then all of a sudden now there's a whole different other thing that goes on there just kind of be aware of their surrounding but also if you're going to be new and come to those shows know what's going to happen in the pit understand what pit etiquette is and if you and all of a sudden if you're on the edge and all of a sudden the pit gets opened up and you don't want to be around there, move to a different section of the crowd where you're not going to end up getting impacted by it. If you don't mind getting bumped and you know if you got a drink there and all of a sudden, okay, you know it's expensive, but you don't really mind, then yeah, you can stay on. But if you want to make sure you enjoy that whole drink, move away from the pit so you don't <laughs> accidentally end up getting well, bumped. Well, yeah, I mean if I bring a drink on stage, I'm not expecting to not spill it. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like, and I think I think at the end of the day though, it's not even so much about like the chads or the pit shit it's just that like we gotta like like the metal scene is always as although it isn't you know shrine of malice whatever however you want to whatever you example you want to use like like i feel like metal and this scene has tried to be a safe space for anyone who wants to attend like especially like girls you know and women oh, yeah. who like get who are never feel safe anywhere you know what i mean and I think it's that same thing of like bringing a toxic element that doesn't understand what they're walking into. Like that's how someone ends up getting shot or stabbed in the parking lot over something that shouldn't have even been a conflict. Cause I think every conflict stems from people refusing to understand each other, you know? And so I just think that when you see a person trying to get into it, guide them so they end up walking the right road instead of letting them carve their own path of destruction is kind of the best way you can go about it or be like, yo, like you're going to get fucking clocked in the face. If you stand there, I don't know if you know, don't eat that taco right there. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, whatever, but you know, I, I think there's a fine line between the gatekeeping and then just making sure that like, a space that was built for a certain community that has dependent, like people go to metal, like 
it's a place for outcasts. It's like a place to be where all these people belong. If the people who forced them into being an outcast start polluting that safe space, that's when there's a problem. Like that's kind of how I look at it or with anything, you know? Yeah. And if like those people that come in all of a sudden, if they start to kind of understand what the whole entire culture is around Rockmel, understand what it's like, it shows and all of a sudden, you know, yeah, bring them in and let them, you know, experience what we get to experience because they might end up getting into it and that just means more people into Rock and Metal. That just means that we're getting more fans in there. And next thing you know, all of a sudden, bands that we love, that we've loved for years, we start to see them continue to rise and rise even further than we ever thought was possible because more people are into them. And it's just being open and still creating that safe space. But again, for new people that are coming in, yeah, welcome them. But especially if it's going to be a show where there's going to be a pit, there's going to be a massive throwdown and they're not aware of it, you know, just guide them a little bit. Don't gatekeep it, but guide them. It's like, okay, you might not want to stand there because shit's about to go down and you might get hit in the face. So you might want to move yeah. to the side, my friend. Yeah, And I, I think at the end of the day, I think it, a lot of the gatekeeping as it is, like even I'm guilty of this, is just like, it really sucks seeing the thing you got bullied and made fun of for and shit on for for like your entire life suddenly being like monopolized by the people who bullied you for it when they the people your bullies are dressing like you in the exact fucking they're painting their net they're literally doing all of the shit they beat you up for because now it might get them laid <clears throat> that shit i'll get cute it's pretty much my is my is how i go at it <laughs> I, I see exactly <laughs> like, where you're coming from that is that, that is that is where i think that is the nerve it strikes with the alt community. That's where you get those people's like names, 10 songs. I think it's because you got literally fucking Chad who beat your ass for wearing a Slayer shirt. Being like, yeah, I'm Chad. I slay bitches. I'm a Slayer. Like that <laughs> makes that, that should get you punched in the face. Like, you know what I mean? Like, fuck you. That's yeah. lame if, shit. <laughs> if someone comes up like that, you're just going to be like, mm, just no, just, just no. Put it that way. And just... also I'm sure there's a lot of really metal guys named Chad out there. And my mom's name is Karen, so I get the stigma. <laughs> yeah, but if, if we're going to have to pick just a name to kind of just use it for that as our, you know, standard name, that's just what we went with. Well, well yeah, my, my rule is like, close your eyes. Chad, what do you see in your head? Exactly. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's like, uh, like, that's where it comes from. Like, that, Karen, that's, what, do you, that's, what do you see? Yeah. What do you yeah. see? Yeah, it's exactly what yeah. you see is Karen. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I, don't have to, I don't have to tell you. You know exactly what I'm saying. When you say Karen, first thing I think about is someone's gonna have to speak to my manager. Oh God! Yeah, and then and then I'm I was I used to be at Zoomies just like I'm the manager, like, <laughs> and I don't give a fuck about what you want. Like it's mm. just like you know, I, I love that people would be like, "You're the manager." I literally would be like, "You're the manager," and I was just like, as far as I, yep, <laughs> last I checked. But last I checked, my it's I got the manager wristband on or ready to go. What what, what so, now? Uh, I, so I'm sorry, I heard there was an issue. Someone was trying to pay with dead technology. Oh, a paper check for a hacky sack. You're just the, <laughs> you're just the biggest winner in your family, aren't you? Like you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's just like come on. Like, oh dear God. It's just like well, yeah. It's like wait, maybe after if, if I want to know what time it is, I'll ask you so you can get your fucking sundial and tell me like Jesus Christ. Like it's just like. <laughs> Like, will you take a check? And I'm like, I don't even remember what a check machine that takes checks looks like, bro. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I don't even pay my power bill with a check anymore. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's 
like people refuse to roll with the punches and roll with the times and they end up like trying to figure out how to use the fucking newest cutlery at a restaurant because they slept through forks dying out you know what i mean like that's just like what happens like i don't know it's i don't know it's what like, this. It's, it's it's your all in one tool. You press this button, boom! You get the knife, boom! You get the fork. Now you get the spoon. Now you get the spork. That's all you need. But they're this too busy being like, no, 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 no! Give me my fork. The fucking damn kids with their forks, like just like you know, it's whatever. But the, yeah, the damn kids I, with their innovation. Yeah, we should definitely schedule another uh, call that's just meant for rambling because I feel like we're both horribly <laughs> contagious with this shit. I've noticed. Oh, oh, we very well could. I mean, I, I mean, we're connected on other different platforms. I mean, we're friends on Facebook. I could just message you, be like, "Hey, Ty, you just want to get do another podcast, but literally just ramble about shit." Yeah, I was like, I was like, like three days later, like <laughs> <laughs> three days later, all of a sudden, like at the exact same time, like I'm, I'm literally editing another podcast. You're working on, you know, a new song or something like that, and we're just rambling on about the most random shit. Oh, dude, I, I, I we like. If I don't, if I wasn't looking at the clock, it we'd be fucked right now. So it's like, let's just put it that way. Perfect. Well, Tyler, because as we bring this podcast conclusions, I know we're at that hard stop time. Love to give you a chance. Say whatever you want to say. Plug whatever you want to plug. Promote or promote the end of the podcast. So, my friend, the floor is yours. Oh, hey, um, like I said, I'm Tyler from Saving Vice. Uh, we are from Vermont. We are going on tour this fall. We're going to be going around i just forgot i can't say everything yet but we just dropped a new song called culling kindness it is off a two song split ep we're doing uh we recorded it with justin previously of ice on kills he might have worked on uh band you know's new album motionless and white scoring the end of the world uh hope you check it out i also have a clothing brand called my reunion apparel uh helps me feed my cat when i go on tour and uh yeah i do art commissions vocal lessons co-writing most of the guys in the band have a bunch of jobs, but yeah, hit me up if you need help with screaming or vocals or, you know, you know, whatever, like I'm here to pass on the DIY knowledge. That's the perfect way to go about it. Now it's time for me to end this podcast with three things. So first things first, yes, you're going to want to follow along with saving vice because yeah, they're probably playing new you at some point during, you know, the fall of this year. So you're going to want to be, make sure, you know, you're in for that. And you want to know when those dates are going to come out. You're going to make sure that you listen to calling kindness. And of course, because it's a two split song EP, I dysmorphia when it does release when the full thing releases on October 7th. So you want to be in know with that. You're going to want to also be in the know with same on everything. You want to help out Tyler and support his clothing brand as well. So best way to do it, go to the description of the podcast, say find saving vice online. There's going to be links, labels for everything for social media, YouTube, where you can stream the music or you can get some merch where you can, you know, say in the note with them. So, you know, when shows are coming out, everything's going to be there for you. So all you have to do is click and that's all you got to do. I'm doing all the work for you. Literally. All you got to do is click. Simple as that. Okay. Very simple. Don't hurt yourself. All you got to do is click it. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't hurt yourself. And now time for number two. Last time we were on the podcast, I made you a promise that said first make it to see you first rounds on me. And now I know it's going to happen at We Were Hungry Fest. So I'll see you on day one. I will definitely be in the pit for your set, sir. I will make sure of it. And I will throw it out and have a good time. I'm very excited to play Vegas. So uh, it was a, it was like a good experience, man. It's been a while. And uh, you're always, uh, you always have good energy. So I always enjoy the conversation. So thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for being on. And of course, this is not goodbye because I will see you October 20th. So my friend, this is see you later. See you later, buddy. Well, well, folks, that's my interview with Todd from the band Saving Vice. Once again, their brand new EP is coming out on October 7th called Dichotomy. It has Culling Kindness, which is already 
out and available for you to listen to. It's heavy, it's hard, it's fun. And then their second song, I Dysmorphia, is coming out on the day of the release, October 7th. So make sure you go pre-save that, listen to it, all that good stuff. Support Saving Vice. Go follow along on the social media because when they're playing new shows, you're going to want to get a chance to go and see them because you never know what tour packs you're going to get on, but they're going to get on a good one. Trust me on that, and it's going to be worth it. And you're not going to miss out on anything they have. You want to support this band. So links and labels groups of the podcast for everything around Saving Vice, for Tyler's merch company, everything around there is going to be there. So I'm doing all the hard work. All you got to do is click, but don't strain yourself too hard. Make sure you click on those links. And follow along with Saving Vice. Also, want to make sure you follow along with us at the Corporate Podcast. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for your viewing pleasure. Please also make sure you're subscribing to the podcast on YouTube, Salva Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and many other places that are on the podcast. Thanks to Britain Media because they're killing it on our audio stream game. Like, we are going nuts on that. And I absolutely love what they're doing. So, thank you, Noah. Thank you, Britain Media, for helping us out there. If you're already subscribed to the podcast or just subscribing now, a gigantic thank you to you as well because this is what I love to do. I want to make sure that, you know, this podcast, I mean, we're over 340 episodes in. I want to, I want to make sure that, you know, by, let's say by episode, at the very latest, by episode 500, that uh, this podcast is so fully sustainable that I don't have to do a full-time job anymore, that this is my full-time gig and I'm making a funny outfit to do all this, connect with all my favorite artists, connect with your favorite artists, connect with all the younger artists in the scene, and go to as many shows as possible. Ooh, yeah. Let's keep it up. Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep bringing more great music to everybody. If you're not going to subscribe to this podcast, I ask you to please reconsider, but if not, Thank you for stopping by anyway. You're always welcome back. I'm pretty sure I've probably sent a lot of stuff off to Saving Vice by the time this happens. And Tyler's probably post a lot of it. And our friend Lexi's probably be like, don't stop posting all this stuff at this one time. We're just going to be like, hey, 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 hey. Well, at least I might be. <laughs> Sorry, Lexi. My bad. Also, want to thank our sponsors for this podcast. First off, Manscaped, twenty percent off, and free shipping. We use code CPP at manscaped.com. Don't forget we're sponsoring the When We Were Hungry Festival. You can see Saving Vice there, October 20th. And... Also, there's October 21st as well. Get your tickets at WeHungryReviews.com if they're not already sold out. So make sure you go and do that. I'll see you, Pancakes Pit. Ooh, yeah. Thank you, Tyler, man. It's always a great pleasure. And when the next album cycle comes around, we're doing this again. Oh, yeah. We definitely are. So on that note, that's going to be for me, guys. Thank you for watching this to the Core Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I every single one of them is a big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all. Yeah.